This episode of the Heir to the Throne podcast is brought to you by the Anchor app. Guys, Anchor plays such a huge role in me getting started with podcasting. When I first started, I had no idea how I was going to distribute all the episodes at once. Anchor app made it super easy, super convenient, super user-friendly. If you've ever thought about recording an app or being a host to a podcast, be sure to head over to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the episode. Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Heirs to the Throne podcast. I am your lovely host Robin Okafor. Thank you guys so much um, for tuning in to another episode. This is episode six actually but the part two of episode five right so episode five y'all remember we were talking about um how to have a healthy relationship with love we're coming right off the brink of valentine's day and you know i just kind of felt moved in my spirit to talk about love and of course like i mean we're going to get into some really really deep things about love and like I mean we're going to talk about everything under the sun when it relates to love right because that's such an important part of our everyday life even if we're not talking about again boyfriend and girlfriend right love with our parents love with our um, children love with our friends love with whoever right love with the everyday person that you just run into, right? The store clerk that you see every day or um, the trash man that you see once a week or the, I don't know, you know, the person at Starbucks who takes your order. Even love like that, you know, for me, the way I look at love, I always tell people like, I love everybody, right? Like even people who I don't really like all that much, I really feel like I love everyone for one because I just think it's easier, right? To love people and just because when I say love people um and when I say that I love everyone it doesn't mean that I'm like all you know hugging and kissing and you know wanting to hang out and always wanting to talk and chat and stuff like that but what I mean is simply I try to be you know what is love right love is patient love is kind love is um not boastful etc etc but we know that the word says about love I am those things or I try my best to be those things to everybody because for me, it's just easier, right? It's easier to be patient with people. It's easier to um, be kind to people. It's easier to kind of humble myself and say, you know what? You're right, right? So, and, and just embrace people with love versus taking out the energy to be like, oh, I don't like this person or I don't mess with that person or I don't rock with that person because of this, that, and the third, you know, you choose where your energy goes. And me, I'm just the type of person I choose to um, love as much as possible, right? I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. I'm sure we all kind of try to, you know, love and embrace those around us with love. But it's it's hard, right? It's not difficult. I mean, it's not easy. It's, it, it can be difficult sometimes, especially, you know, when someone has wronged you, when someone has hurt you, when someone has done just the absolute unthinkable how can I ever love that person? And I just try my best to always think, you know, I'm a sinner. I do crazy stuff every day. Uh, I've done crazy things in the past to where God should have been like, oh, yeah, no, wipe his hands with me. Done, finito. I'm done with you, right? But every day he chooses to forgive me. He chooses to um, look past my flaws. So if he can do it for me then why can't I do it for other people that I actually see every day, I interact with every day? And again, it's not easy, right? It's definitely easier said than done, but through growth and things like that, I have um, just 
came to the conclusion that it's a lot easier to love. Um, that's just me. And I think that if you don't, you know, if you have a difficult time with doing that, I think that you should just maybe um, meditate in the word a little bit or kind of just dig deeper into what is love? How, how does love look? How does love feel? Um, in this episode, so again, this was a part two. I made it a part two because it was like I was going into um, a book in the Bible, which is Ruth. And the last episode, I was kind of going over time, so I just wanted to make sure that I had time to kind of talk about Ruth, tell you a little bit of backstory about her, who she is, where she came from, and just what happened um, with her, and how I felt like it was prevalent to um, what we're talking about with love. But like I said, guys, this is going to be, um, on this podcast, we're going to talk about everything under the sun as it relates to love, because I mean, us definitely as women, I know men listen to the podcast too. And I love all, shout out to all my fellas who tune in and listen to my podcast. One of my good friends, he was like, yo, I was listen, I listen to the podcast like while I'm cleaning up. And to me, it just completely warms my heart to know that um, I try my best to kind of make it gender neutral. But again, I'm a woman, so, you know. I just know from a woman's point of view, but I definitely think and encourage men to also listen because you can come come on here and find gems, open your heart, open your minds and to understand more about where we come from as women, right? And understand how the um, mind of a woman works, right? Not to say all of our minds are the same and not to say that all of our personalities are the same, but I think that you know, just coming from this one woman, right, can kind of give you a glimpse into how other women may think roughly. Um, and so I say that to say, you know, men come, women come to listen. Um, but overall, I think us as women, we go through a lot as it pertains to love. And so this is just like the first or the part two of many episodes that we'll be talking about love. And if y'all are going through anything in y'all's relationships, or if y'all are single, if you're struggling with being struggling with being single, okay, don't feel like you can't hit me up on Instagram. Don't be hesitant to, you know, some people have my number, you know, don't be hesitant to text me. Don't be hesitant to um, shoot me an email on my personal page or the podcast page or whatever, or just, you know, even on YouTube, y'all, we are on YouTube now. Make sure you guys go to the Heir to the Throne podcast on YouTube um, and watch like the video cast of it, right? So you can actually see me and see where I am, um, see what my space looks like if you're watching right now you see like I have a completely white wall behind me and that's going to change very soon I'm going to hook up um, my space my space is kind of hooked up a little bit but I'm hooking up way more so anyways make sure y'all tune into um, the YouTube podcast or the video cast whatever you want to call it Uh, we're on YouTube now so you can watch it if that's easier for you we're on YouTube now so um yeah, so on YouTube and then what else? So yeah, one of the f- many episodes that we're going to be talking about love, don't feel um, scared to hit me up if you want to talk personally or if you want to leave a comment on the YouTube video, write in the comments if you want to, you know, if you want me to be talking about something, if you want, if you have a particular issue or um, just a situation, you know, in your relationship that you might be going through that maybe you want my insight on or you want to have an entire episode about hit me up 
leave a comment um, and I'll get it and I will try my best to um, kind of meditate on that and see how it kind of fits into the agenda and um, the lineup of the episodes to be released. But I, I want to do my best in serving you guys and making sure that I'm bringing content that's relevant to you guys. So, um, yeah. Let's just hop right in today. So today's not going to be a super long episode at all. Again, I wanted to talk about Ruth. And I don't know if every, you know, I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard like Ruth and Boaz. Like women are like, where's my Boaz? And so I really wanted to um, take a little episode to talk about that a little bit. Because, um, you know, when you hear people refer, refer to their Boaz, some people know what people are talking about and some people don't, right? So Super cute love story in the Bible to where, um, and, you know, this Bible story or book, whatever you want to call it, has been like taught in so many different ways. I think that everyone can read this particular book. And it's really short, guys. Like Ruth is a book in the Bible. It's only four chapter, four or five chapters. I believe it's four chapters, um, maybe five. Super short, right? You can download your Bible app, listen listen to it, and um, you'll be done in like 30 minutes, right? And so, super cute love story in the Bible, and I'm just going to give you guys the cliff notes, okay? But if you really want to meditate on it and really like deep dive into it, which I suggest everyone do it, men and female, and you can understand and see coming from both points of view what Ruth did, what Boaz did, and then also what um, Naomi did. So Naomi was Ruth's mother-in-law. I don't want to say ex-mother-in-law because Ruth, I mean, I'm sorry, because Naomi was her mother-in-law with the Naomi was Ruth's mother-in-law from a previous marriage, right? So I don't want to say ex-mother-in-law. Um, she was still her mother-in-law. And um, I won't even, let me not skip the gun. I mean, let me not jump the gun. I'm going to start from the beginning. Okay, boom. So we have Ruth. Ruth and Ruth has a sister, right? So Ruth and her sister marry Naomi's two sons. Okay, so Naomi is just um, you know, a, a woman in the Bible who is just living a normal life. She has kids, she has sons, and um, Ruth and her sister end up marrying Naomi's two sons, okay? So Ruth is Naomi's daughter-in-law, okay? So fast forward, two husbands ends, ends up passing away, and now you have Ruth and her sister that are now widows, okay? So Ruth her sister, now widows, Naomi, now she has lost two sons. Not only has she lost two sons, but her husband has passed away as well. So Ruth is a, um, Naomi is a widow and she, now she has just lost two of her sons. Um, and Ruth and Naomi and Ruth and her sister has just lost their husbands, right? So pretty much ain't no man in sight, right? All the men are gone and they're trying to figure out what's going on. They're trying to pick up the pieces to their lives and figure out, okay, what's next? And so Ruth and her sister are loyal to Naomi to where they are, you know, they stay in her house. They stay really close by her um, and they pretty much mourn together. They heal together. They grow together and they're committed to just, you know, making sure they get through this rough time together, and what ends up happening is Naomi comes to both of them and says, hey, look, you know, I'm getting older. I really want to make sure that you guys marry again, right? You guys are young. You guys are beautiful. I want to make sure that you guys find someone who is all for you, who loves you and um, all this good stuff, right? 
And pretty much it's like, y'all got, you know, you're young. I'm not going to have any sons. Even if I do have a son tomorrow, I mean, what are you going to do? Wait 20, 30 years for him to be of age. And then by that time, you're going to be, oh, it just doesn't make sense, right? So Naomi had a very good heart um, and very good intentions and telling Ruth and her sister, like, look, I love y'all. Y'all held me down. Y'all held me down to like, like no other. And I'll always love you guys for, but the way I'm showing you guys I love you is led by letting you go, right? And so that was Naomi's attempt to push um, Ruth and her sister out. And the sis, uh, Ruth's sister was like, you know, mm, maybe, maybe not. Ruth was like, absolutely not. I'm not going anywhere. You know, I'm committed to you. I'm committed to this family. And regardless if I marry, if I don't marry, you know, I, me and you will always be family, right? So sis is kind of on the fence. Ruth is like, nah, I'm all in, right? And so after a while, the sister ends up saying, you know what? Okay, I'm going to go back into town. I'm going to move back where my parents are and I'm going to, you know, just start over, right? And Ruth is absolutely not having it. Naomi ends up giving up. Because, you know, giving up on trying to convince her to, um, you know, go back and move back to where they came from because she's just like, I see that Ruth is not going anywhere, right? So Ruth is not going anywhere. Naomi is like, okay, I can't convince this girl to go anywhere. So let's just, you know, let's just figure it out, right? So Naomi and Ruth end up sticking together and they move to a small city or a small town. And they're pretty much like they move to a small town where they don't, they absolutely don't know anyone. That, let me just hurry up. Let me just speed up this story, right? So they move to a town to where they don't know anyone. And Ruth, because she's younger, she's out there working. She's like, I'm going to grind. I'm going to make sure that, you know, you're good. I'm going to make sure that I'm good, whether I got to pick up, you know, scraps from um, the people who are the people who have it, and the people who are a little bit more wealthy, whether I have to pick up their scraps to make sure we eat, I'm going to make sure that we are good, right? And so that's exactly what she does. She goes into a field and she sees, you know, the workers who are working and um, doing all sorts of things. And all she's doing is kind of going behind them, getting their scraps, like anything that they, they that they leave behind. Ruth is coming behind them and getting scraps and getting scraps, right? Ruth is literally just on assignment. I like to say that Ruth was on assignment because for her to say, you know what, mm, nah, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to just sit there and move back and leave you by yourself to Naomi, right? For her to be committed to what she was doing, that type of commitment is somebody who's on assignment, who knows like I'm going somewhere. I, it's a certain direction God is pulling me to or pushing me in and I'm going to say yes to that. So Ruth was literally on assignment in the fields and picking up scraps after people who were, um, you know, working. And Boaz just happened to see this fine little young Teneroni, right, working. And he's like, who is that? Like, what's good with her? Mind you, this is Boaz's field, right? So she's just do-do-do-do-do, picking up scraps, you know, being very humble, right, being, um, you know, even in the word, it ref they refer to Ruth as a servant. So being very much in a servitude type of manner, she was just minding her business on assignment and really just committed to her family. Boaz takes notice of her. It's like, yo, who is this? What's up, you know, with her? And they tell her, like, they tell him, hey, this is the girl that came into town with old girl Naomi. And, you know, she's just working. 
Boaz is like, yo, I need to figure out who she is. Bring her to me. They pretty much have a conversation and Boaz just like blesses her. Mind you, it's Boaz's field, right? So Boaz is like, yo, don't nobody talk to her. Don't nobody touch her. She's good. Let her have whatever she wants. Let her do whatever she wants. Like she is good, right? So it's like, dang, okay, I'm just over here minding my business. And now you over here showing me attention. And, you know, you're pretty much giving me the VIP treatment, right? Boaz gave Ruth, without a doubt, the, VI, the VIP treatment out the gate, okay? So fast forward to Ruth tells Naomi, like, yo, I was in the field today minding my business. And this fine man comes and just favors me he comes and he's telling me you know don't worry about this and don't worry about that and nobody better touch me and nobody better be mean to me and nobody just you know just comes and just loves on me like what you know and Naomi is like oh that's Boaz oh you're in his field okay like that that's big you know that's big for him to do that for you because he is the owner of the field that you were working in so Naomi is like okay girl I see you right so Fast forward to Naomi is like, okay, this is the man for you. Boaz is about to be, you know, your husband or Boaz is somebody who you need to, you know, make sure that you're around. You need to present yourself as, you know, um, someone who he can potentially marry, right? And fast forward to the end, they end up getting married, like pretty much, you know, I don't want to keep on going into details and nuts and crannies of things. You guys make sure you go into Ruth. Like I said, it's only four or five um, chapters, very short love story, and Ruth ends up marrying the man of her dreams, right? Boaz is wealthy. Boaz is fine. Boaz owns land, okay? Boaz is wealthy. So um, cute, really, really, really cute love story. I hope I, you know, gave y'all cliff notes in a sexy or cute way, but um, very cute love story in the Bible. And that is, you know, that whole sh that whole um summary is why I wanted to make sure that I put a part two in the episode. So I say all that to say, how can I have a healthy relationship? I mean, how to have a healthy relationship with love, okay? What does that look like? And how does that story relate to um you actually having a healthy relationship with love? I'll tell you how. Or I'll tell you how to have a healthy relationship with love by doing um what I'm going to tell you <laughs> the two or three more things that you can do to have a healthy relationship with love. And I'm going to pull certain things from that story. Okay. So, um, the first thing from last week, just to give you guys a summary, first thing was forgiveness, right? Make sure that you forgive. Don't punish yourself for the things that you've done in the past. Don't punish other people for the things that you've done in the past. Make sure that you forgive and you let go and you make and create space and room for, for new love, right? For new experiences. Um, also, number two was be kind, right? We know that love is patient. We know that love is kind. We know that when you are kind to yourself, when you are kind to others, that's the best way to show that, you know, you actually love someone, you care about them, you uh, treasure them, you value them um, because you're not, you know, if you're just being mean to some, like if you're being mean to somebody that doesn't show love, it doesn't show compassion, right? So today, the last um, three points that I want to give um, are I what I believe are some very, very good takeaways. Um, number, the number, thir the number 
um, the third one, I'm sorry, is to give. Okay. So how to have a relationship, how to have a healthy relationship with love, you give. And I think for me, like really in this story, I think that I've just, what I took away was Ruth gave her time, right? Not only did Ruth give her time, but she gave her love. She gave her compassion. Um, and she gave her commitment, right? She gave her commitment. She gave her word. She gave so much um, in this story. Like you see her give her time. She gave her time, not even to Boaz, right? She gave her time to Naomi. She pretty much was committed. You know, she gave her commitment to her and said, hey, I'm not going to leave you stranded, right? I believe in Corinthians, it also says um, love is not love is not selfish, right? It's not self-seeking. And to see her give something so valuable like your time, right? We all, we know that time is the one thing that you can't get back. So to see her give her something so valuable like her time to not even a man, but to Naomi, someone who she really doesn't even have an obligation to anymore was so powerful for me because it just shows how selfless she really was, right? It shows how selfless she really was and how much she, when you are able to just show and exude selflessness, right? It amplifies the love that you have for that person, for the situation at hand. Um, so she gave so much. And for me, I was like, wow, like, you know, who else gave? Like, how else can I, how else can I kind of connect giving back to love? And for me, you know, I went back to the word and it says, for God so loved the world that he gave, right? He gave his only son. And so if God is love and God gave his son, it's like we have to start to gauge certain things. And, okay, does this person love me? Am I in a relationship that consists of love? Am I in a situation um, that consists of love? And, again, y'all know when I say when I'm talking about love, not only with relationships, right? Of course, the relationships are the big, obvious ones. But even when you're at your job, right? Even when you're interacting with your everyday person, is love in this situation? And I know y'all probably probably thinking like, love in the job? I think you should love what you do, period. You know, some people might say, oh, well, you know, you got to sacrifice and you got to do this and you have to do that. And I think it's, you know, yeah, you got to sacrifice. Sometimes you have to do the things that you really don't want to do, right? But I still think in everything that you do, um, there should be love somewhere around it. And so these are the things, forgiveness, being kind, giving, right? These are the points that we can use to gauge a relationship, yeah, or a situ another just situation and see, is love a part of that? Is love in this? And if it's not, it's not to say that you have to quit like your job, right? It's not to say you have to quit your job or um, quit a situation that you might find yourself in because it's not love in it. But it's just to say that maybe you can bring those things to the situation or to the conversation now, right? So maybe you can, you're the one that's supposed to bring the forgiveness. Maybe you're the one that's supposed to bring the kindness or the giving, right? So um, I just think that these are really, really good points to just gauge where is love? Is love present? Is it not? Is it here a little bit, a lot of it, right? Where is it at, right? So um, again, God gave his son, Ruth gave her time. 
Um, you know, don't be with anybody that does not want to give. Okay. Don't be with a selfish person, someone who doesn't want to give you their time, someone who doesn't want to give you their attention, someone who doesn't want to, um, just, just give you a hand, right? Lighten your load. Like I know my love language. I hope like all of y'all have read the book, um, the five love languages or, or at least took the little quiz and know y'all love language. My love language is acts of service, right? So giving is very, very, very big for me because, um, my love language is not gift giving or anything like that, but my love language is acts of service. And for me, an act of service is a form of giving, right? I think that all of the love languages are right. You have like um, gifts, giving gifts. You have acts of service, quality time, feel in touch, and then words of affirmation, right? I think that all of those in a way can fit into the box of giving, right? Because either you're giving your time, you're giving your touch, you're giving your feel, you're giving your money, um, whatever it is. But for me in particular, because my love language is acts of service, I have to make sure that the person that I end up with is going to give, you know, they're going to give me um, their time. They're going to give me not only their time, but they're going to give me their effort, right? They're going to give me, um, they're going to give me their effort. I don't even know how to put it in the best way, but they're going to give me something that they really don't have to, but just they want to. Why? To uh, lighten my burden, right? Or to lighten my load. The word says, um, you know, cast your cares on the Lord for he cares. And for me, that's such a like verse that gives me so much release. I mean, I'm sorry, relief and so much just calmness. It calms my anxiety. It calms my worries because it says God will... Cat, I mean, God will carry my burdens. Okay, cast your cares on the Lord for he cares. So God will carry my burdens. God will, you know, lighten my load in a sense, right? And I think that if God is loving and God is going to lighten my load, if you, my man, you need to lighten my load too, okay? So, um, but for real, like, you know, that's just me though. I mean, everybody is not like me, but I know more, number one, my um, love language is definitely acts of service. So I know you're giving me, some type of, um, you're giving me some type of something that will relieve me or will uh, lighten my load or will take a burden off of my shoulders because that's just how I receive love, right? And so I don't think that you should be with anyone who is not willing to give you what you need, right? And that's vice versa. You need to be willing to give too. Like, I can't just expect someone to give me this and, um, you know, give me your time and give me a hand, right? Literally, I think acts of service is like giving me a hand, right? You're giving me a hand with something, whether you're helping me um, cook dinner or you're helping me clean up the crib or you're helping me um, do what you're helping me pay bills. Like, let's be honest. You're helping me do something to lighten my load. Um, you're technically giving me a hand so I should be able to do the same to you right so giving for me is a super super big one I don't think that um love is present without the exchanging of you know gifts or without their exchanging of not gifts but and when I say gifts I just mean um something that's valuable to you right whether it's your time your effort lending a hand whatever so um the number of the fourth 
one, right? <laughs> so the first one was giving and the fourth one is how to have a healthy relationship with love is to get ready for love, okay? And what I mean by get ready for love, it goes back to showing yourself love, right? It goes back to really just making sure that you are making strides to, um, you're already like showing love and exercising love and, you know, getting the engine rolling for love, right? Getting the scene ready, getting the atmosphere ready to, when love comes, you ready, right? You stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Getting ready for love physically and mentally. What do I mean by physically? Um, in the word in Ruth, um, let me look it up. In Ruth, it says, one day Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi, said to her, my daughter, I must find it. My daughter, I must find a home for you where you will be provided for. Now, Boaz, with whose women you have worked, is a, is a relative of ours. Tonight, he will be throwing a barley in, on the threshing floor. So pretty much, you know, he's going to be throwing a party. Um, Naomi says, wash Put on perfume and get dressed in your best clothes, okay? Wash, put on perfume, and get dressed in your best clothes. Then go down to the threshing floor, but don't let him know you are there until he has finished eating and drinking. So, physically, if you didn't listen to the last episode, part two, I mean part one, go back and listen to it right now. Right towards the end, I talk about how we as women, we can't just always, just because we don't have a man, I'm not getting my feet done. Just because I have a, don't have a man, I'm not getting my hair done. I'm not getting my nails done. Like, how do you expect for a man? And I'm not saying that everything is physical, right? Everything is definitely not physical when it comes to a relationship because we all know we're going to get older, right? We're going to get older. Um, features on us are going to change. We're going to get wrinkles. We're going to get cellulite, right? We're going to get all of that stuff. Um, life and mother nature is going to hit us at some point or another. And so we have to all understand that um, the booty ain't going to be sitting high always, right? The the chest ain't always going to be perky and just up to par, right? Gravity is going to hit us, okay? And the reality is after a while, it's going to be what's inside of you, right? Who are you at your who are you at your core? Who are you in your soul? That's all true. But initially, okay? That's all everything I just said is all true. But initially, right? I think that the first thing that captivates somebody is how you look. And I I I mean, I know I hope hopefully you guys don't get offended by that. But I just think that that's true, right? Because how else are you supposed to connect with somebody immediately um, unless you're physically attracted to them? I mean, physical attraction is very, very important in all relationships, I believe. Um, even though physical appearance will not keep a man, right? It won't even... Physical appearance might, even, might not even get you a date. Let's be honest, right? But physical appearance will definitely get you in the door. And when I say get you in the door, it will allow a man to at least want to have a conversation with you or it will allow you to at least want to have a conversation with a man, right? A lot of times we only have a conversation, especially if we know like a guy's trying to push up on us or something like that. We'll, we won't even have a conversation unless he is at least a seven and got on some nice uh got on some nice clothes, right? 
If you seven, you if you a seven and you can't dress, um, you gotta be at least your looks gotta be at least at an eight if you if you don't know how to you know clean yourself up right. But if you clean up nice and you know I think you gotta be at least a seven seven and a half for me to at least hold a conversation with you right. You might end up being funny. You might end up being cool. You might end up being what you know our personalities might match and um. It'd be history from there, but I say that to say it all starts, in my opinion, um, and again, this is not a 100% rule. Of course, I know there are times where you could just be talking to somebody, not physically attracted to them, um, and then you start talking, and then you look at them like, oh, okay, well, they're cute, or there are so many situations to where this particular point may not be applicable, but majority of the time right the majority of the situations that we will find ourselves in require for uh, require us as women especially as women and as men to make sure that we're stepping correct right don't be out here thinking that you're about to manifest love and you're waiting on love and you're waiting for your boaz to notice you when you are just out here you're not taking care of yourself right the time to get your toes done get your nails done Get your brows done. Um, go get the makeup. Go get your right color makeup. Right. Go get your hair done. Go what? Do whatever that you feel like you need to do. You know to make you yourself feel pretty. And I'm not saying that you need any of that stuff, right? Um, if you feel like if you're not the girl to get your nails done, your man is gonna want you anyways, right? Just make sure it's clean and you're you're put together. Um, I'm not saying that you have to go out here and buy this and buy that, but if you if that's if makeup is something that you like, right? If you wear makeup, don't let it to be, don't let it wear, don't let it be to where only time you go out and get your makeup is when you get a man. Or if you like getting your nails done and you like getting cute, right? Don't let the only time you get cute be when you have a man or when you have a date. You know, my point is to make sure that you are loving yourself, right? Because what it is, is what makes you go out and do all these things when you have a man is the idea like, okay, this could be somebody special, right? This could be somebody I fall in love with. Let me make sure that I'm coming correct. But if you looked at yourself in that same light, you know, wow, looking looking in the mirror and saying, this is somebody who I really like, right? Robin is somebody I really like. Robin, I could really fall in love with Robin. Like, Robin is mad cool, but I got to show Robin, you know, who I am. I got to show Robin how I'm stepping, what I'm bringing to the table, right? I'm going to do it for myself. I'm going to get my nails done for myself. I'm going to um, get get new clothes and get cute for myself and show myself love so that by the time someone else comes, I've already set the bar on on how to show myself love. And so now I, I already know, okay, this is how I show myself love. I'm loving myself. I'm in love with myself. So anybody who comes in my life and isn't showing me love or what feel what supposed what love is supposed to feel like, I know that, you know, that's a red flag, right? So um get ready physically. It says that she put on perfume, right? I love a good perfume. Okay. So y'all need any suggestions for good perfumes I suggest you spend a little bit of money on perfumes just because I think that the best perfumes are a little bit more expensive but not all the time like not all the time at all you can definitely find you know very affordable um, perfumes like at Burlington, TJ Maxx, Ross you know, little outlets, y'all know, little people sell um, the perfumes out their trunk all the time, outside the beauty salon, barbershop, whatever. So, 
you don't always have to pay an arm and a leg for perfume. For me, my mom kind of set the tone for um, spending money on perfume because she always liked, you know, very quality perfume. So for me, my go-tos are Chanel Chance. Um, and Chance actually has, I think the Chance line has like maybe three or four different Chanel Chances. And so the one that I get is the pink spray. I think it has like a yellow spray and maybe like some other type of spray, but I get the Chanel Chance um, pink spray, <laughs> I don't even know, yeah, this pink spray, so if you see a picture of it and it's pink, that's the one, I also love the Jimmy Choo signature, um, perfume, I love Prada Candy, what else, I love, um, a Vince, this Vince Camuto, this is like a spray, Vince Camuto is actually very, a very affordable, um, perfume, if you're looking for a perfume, Vince Camuto, what else, I mean, anything, and these are a little, like, all of these are different vibes, so it's like date night vibes, everyday vibes, I love Marc Jacobs Daisy, super springy vibes, like, I love Marc Jacobs Daisy in the spring, summertime, and that's, like, my everyday kind of go-to scent, um, yeah, so I say all that, all that to say, get ready physically, guys, like, don't just let yourself go, get in the gym, okay, don't let it to be, don't let it be where, you know, you're just waiting for your man to come and then you're going to get into the gym, sis, because we all know when you get that man, that's when you start gaining weight, right? I know that's for me. Like, when you get a man, that is when you gain weight. Why? Because y'all going out to eat, y'all going to dinner, y'all going to the movies, y'all going on trips, y'all doing all of this stuff and you just so happy and he loves you just the way you are. He's head over heels for you. So you looking like, well, I don't, have, I don't got to go to the gym. My man love me how I am, right? And then on top of that, y'all eating out, eating late, you know, eating junk, just hanging out, right? Just having a good old time at the store, getting junk food, la, 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 right? You just head over heels in a la, la world, right? It's the best feeling, but it's not that great when you start getting those love handles or when you, you know, get on the scale and you didn't gain 20 pounds in the last 30 days because you didn't gain happy weight, right? Because you're with the guy who is just, you know, or a girl who is um, just loving you in all the right places and just loving you how you desire to be loved. So I say get ready now, right? Get ready physically for love, whether it's working out, getting um, new clothes, new shoes, um, and just loving on yourself, guys. And I don't mean to sound, when I say new shoes, new clothes, makeup, again, I want to emphasize that I'm not trying to, look, I'm shaking the table. Um, I'm not trying to sound materialistic. I just say that you need to be investing in yourself, okay? And you cannot go around looking like, you know, you don't have no place to rest your head or, you know, you had, you ain't showered in two days or you ain't brushed your teeth in a week. You can't go around looking like that and thinking that somebody's going to take notice of you, right? Because they're just not. So get ready physically. Um, mentally... <laughs> Big one, get ready mentally. And that's what I'm working on right now. Right now, for me, getting ready mentally, what does that look like for me? It looks like reading books. Um, it looks like what I'm doing right now. It looks like doing the podcast, doing things that I love, that I'm really genuinely interested in, that I want to learn more about. Um, it's really, it really just means like, getting a clear vision of what God has for me and what I'm supposed to be doing. Just like Ruth 
Ruth was on assignment. So for me, getting ready mentally means figuring out what my assignment is and getting on that assignment, right? Ruth was just in the field. Ruth, for one, she was on assignment because she was being obedient to what her spirit was telling her, which was like, no, you need to go with your um, mother-in-law, right? You don't need to let your mother-in-law just go out there and um, be by herself. And she's getting older. Girl, go out there, help your mother-in-law out, you know, be selfless. Don't be selfish. And her spirit was drawing her to that. And so for her to say, you know, yes, just say yes to where God is calling you and where your spirit is pushing you. She was on assignment for her to continue, you know, to get to where they were going and not turn back and stay committed. Right. And continue to work for her and her family at the time. She was committed. She was on assignment. So for me, getting ready mentally looks just like that. It means, you know, quieting out the outside world, quieting out the social media, um, all the extraness, the extra hanging out and friends and partying and all of that stuff, you know, for a season. Reading, right? I, like I think I told you guys in the earlier episode, I read so much now, man. I try to just expand my knowledge, read um, audiobooks. I'm always listening to an audiobook. I'm always just engaging um, with literature so much because it shows you what else is out there, right? It showed me, for one, it exposes you to some things that you don't know, you know, right? So if you're getting ready for love, maybe let's try to read a book about love. You can start with the five love languages if you haven't read it, right? Because I believe that book really gives you insight on just what it is to even love. Like so many of us think that just because we're in a relationship, we're loving that person properly. Or sometimes we even think that we're not meant to be with some someone who we love so much, and we think that we're not meant to be with them because maybe we argue or we fuss or we're finding that we're not on the same page. But in reality, you guys love each other. We love each other. Yet we just are unclear about how to love each other. And for me, before I read the five love languages, I didn't even think that that didn't even register in my mind that loving someone a certain way was a thing. Right. I just thought that you just show somebody that you love them just because. You love them, right? You just do things for people who you love. Like, that was me. I felt like if I did something for you, right, if I went out of my way for you, that should be enough. That should show you that I love you. No, like, that. that's not true. But the only way that I was able to see that and know that and, you know, um, be educated on that was by reading the book, right? And it was very, very powerful, very insightful because it gets down to the psychology of love and um, understanding that sometimes love is just not enough, especially when what you are doing and you are thinking is showing your spouse or your partner love is not what they consider love, right? We we all didn't grow up the same. So, you know, in my house, I knew growing up, like my mom, she was the type of mom Okay, if you do this, if you do that, I'll do this for you, right? So she was a big material giver. Um, and so as I grew older, I began to show people that I love them through material things. and not saying, like, I, I won't do nothing crazy. Like, ain't buying nobody no Jordans or nothing crazy like that. But what I mean is I would just give a lot. And even though I think that love um, consists of you giving, it just means giving in different ways. So I wasn't necessarily giving emotionally, right? Even still to this day, I still work on giving my um, 
giving my friends and giving, you know, the uh, person that I'm interested in, right, giving that person love in the way they need to receive it emotionally because emotionally I never really was taught how to give love, right, emotionally. I'm not saying that my mom didn't have emotion for me or she didn't show me that she loved me um, or was uh, affectionate towards me, but I can honestly say just growing up, um, the way I received love and the way I was shown love was by, you know, making sure there was a roof over the head, right, or over our head, making sure that we had clean clothes, making sure there was food in the refrigerator, um, making sure that we were re- we were rewarded for our good deeds. Um, and while I think that's very important, I just think that everybody doesn't receive love like that, right? And so as I got older, I began to understand that I can, you know, if I'm dating a guy, I can sit there and I could buy him, um, you know, a watch, some shoes, you know, a shirt, this, that, and the third, yet he's still questioning my love for him. And I'm just like, how are you questioning my love? And I just spent blah, blah, blah. I just gave you blah, 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 right? When in reality, he's like, yo, I just, I just want you to give me your time, right? Yeah, you gave me the gifts, but you just gave me the gifts, dropped it off, and then you was gone, right? I just want your time. I just want a getaway weekend, right? I just want to spend time with you. I just want to date you. I just want to um, talk to you, just be around you, right? Or maybe I just want to kiss you, right? Some people's love language is affection or touchy, um, touch and feel, right? So sometimes you may be doing the whole gift-giving thing, but in reality, all they want is a hug. All they want is a kiss. All they want is a massage. All they want is, you know, you to play in their hair. That's the way they receive love. So I think it's important to mentally get in a space to where we understand that um love is multifaceted right it's not just a simple single layer type of um thing right love has a lot of different layers love has a lot of different um parts of it that we need to understand in order to really um not only love others properly but to love ourselves properly right um Mentally also means getting counseling and and confronting your demons. Y'all, let's be real. We all got them, right? We all got demons. We all got things that we're fighting every single day. I mean, I'm sorry, every single day. And I declare that the devil is under our feet in every way. All of our demons are under our feet. All of the things that we struggle with in the name of Jesus is under our feet. All of our addictions, all of our... um, all of our things that we're struggling with on a day-to-day is under our feet, right? But in reality, our faith without works are dead. So we need to make sure not only are we declaring it verbally that, you know, suicidal thoughts are under our feet, depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, um, self-sabotaging thoughts, right? Generational curses, all those things are under our feet, period. We still got to put in the work, right? And again, that means reading. That also means getting counseling, right? If you have a job, one thing, one good benefit about having a job, y'all, those benefits, okay? <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's make sure that especially if you are an entrepreneur that's trying to eventually transition out of your nine to five, make sure you're taking advantage of the benefits that your job is giving you, okay? Okay? Because a lot of that covers a good amount of counseling, right? 
make sure that, and, and then even if you don't have a job, even if you don't have insurance to get counseling um, through your, you know, through your um, insurance, plenty of places offer free counseling, right? There are plenty of like kind of group free sessions, I'm sure in your communities, in your cities to where you can, um, you know, even go up on like meetup or just Google it, right? Um, counseling, free counseling sessions, right? Free group therapy, it's everywhere because we're all battling something. And the worst thing that you can do is deceive yourself in thinking that you're alone with that. Okay. Thinking that there are no resources for you when um, there are abundant amount of resources out there for you. Um, it's just about you taking action, right? That's what it means by faith without works is dead. Not working physically, like not going to your nine to five, but really, okay, declaring that depression, anxiety, um, lack right? Lack is just such a big one, especially in our community. I declare that lack is under our feet. You know, everyone under, under the sound of my voice, I declare that lack is under your feet. Feet Poverty is under your feet. Not having is under your feet. Making ends meet just barely is under your feet. Just getting by is under your feet. I declare that we have abundant mindsets okay we have abundant fine uh finances our finances are abundant our finances are blessed okay our refrigerator is blessed our households are blessed you know our transportation is blessed our minds are blessed we have an abundance we have a surplus of of joy and happiness and um everything that we need right so you can declare all of that is under your feet but then what are you doing to work towards that? Okay, so not only are is you know mental uh, is our mental health under our feet or bad mental health I guess is under our feet, but when where the work comes in at is what are you doing to um, press towards the mark of bettering that right? What are you actually doing? Are you googling it? Are you trying to uh, you know take advantage of your uh, health employ a uh, health insurance benefits and figuring out what that looks like for you you know get ready mentally you know confront your demons get counseling um and honestly you do all of that okay you get ready physically mentally you looking like a wife, only thing that's missing is going to be a ring. And that's exactly how Bo, uh, Boaz was with Ruth. Let's be honest. Like, Ruth was on assignment. Ruth was grinding. Ruth was doing what she had to do, right? It wasn't easy for her to be like, okay, no, I might not get married, but, or I might not, you know, yeah, I know you want, I know you, Naomi, want me to go back to where I came from, but I'm here with you and I'm committed to you. In reality, you know, a lot of us would have just went back to where we came from because, you know, Naomi don't have no more sons. What can she give to us, right? But for her to be selfless and for her to, you know, really be on assignment, it shows where she was mentally, right? It shows where she was mentally. It shows that her faith was so strong that she knew that she was going to get married again. She knew that someone, something was going to come. God wasn't going to forsake her. And so she was on assignment. She was doing what she had to do. She was getting ready physically and mentally, right? And, and you can tell that she was getting ready physically because she would get up every day and work nonstop. She didn't have no man providing for her. If she wasn't working, she wasn't eating, right? She was getting ready physically. She was getting ready mentally. 
you know, by even getting in the mental space to where she now she has another mouth to feed, right? Now she has someone else to take care of. Physically and mentally, she looked like a wife. Only thing that was missing was the ring and boop, boop, that's how Boaz came and was like, yeah, I need her in my life. You know, period. I need her in my life. And so the last point that I want to talk about today is um, having an abundance mindset. Okay, so the third one was give. And um, I say third one because, again, it's a part two of the first one. So the third one of today, which is the which is technically the first one um, or the first one today, which is technically the third one was give. Okay, fourth one, um, get ready physically and mentally. And the last one is having abundance mindset. Right. So all abundance means is what? you have enough, right? More than enough. I'm sorry. Um, abundance means that you have more than enough. There is more than enough to go around. So anybody ever tells you, you need to have an abundance mindset. That means that don't have this mindset of lack or of scarcity, or it's only a certain amount of this. And because of that, I have to, you know, be selfish or sneaky or, you know, because it's not enough to go around, right? That's the furthest thing from the truth. I mean, especially with just the life that we're living in today, um, even with information and things that you are pursuing, I encourage you, if you're a business person, if you're someone who wants to start your own business, go into your business with an abundance mindset. Don't be selfish. Don't think that you can't bring someone on or teach somebody the game or, you know, drop some gems into somebody's spirit because, oh, they might take off. Or, you know, if I tell them this, they're going to be better than me. Like, no. Scarcity and lack is why our community is, you know, in a lot of places is where it is because we don't want to help the next person. And we refuse to think that there is more than enough. But as it relates to love, I believe that you should have an abundance mindset. And Ruth had an abundance mindset because she knew that regardless whether I'm here, whether I'm in the city I grew up with in, or I'm in the city that I'm going to travel to with Naomi, regardless, I'm good, right? Because in reality, if she didn't have that abundance mindset, like whether I get a man back home or where I'm going, you know, with Naomi, regardless, I'll be good. If she didn't have that mindset, she would have just went back with her sister, right? Her sister went back. It doesn't talk about if her sister ever got married or anything, but who knows? You know, who knows what happened when she went back to, um, you know, her, the city. She might have got married, maybe not still Boaz, right? Not somebody who was wealthy, not some, to somebody who was on the land, but because her mindset was abundant right because she knew that yo regardless um there's single people everywhere okay there's gonna be single people where I'm going there's gonna be single people where I came back from it's gonna be somebody who's going to want to marry me and I don't think that all the men are back home or all the men you know it's not just all the single people are um you know in a certain area I think that so many of us and that's I always say that is why I think a lot of people like move to different states and move to different areas because for some reason, like you think, oh, ain't no man in Raleigh, ain't no man in Charlotte, ain't no man in Atlanta. Let me move to da da da. And you have such a small mindset, you have such a scarcity mindset that you get to that place and then you realize, like, well, 
this ain't too different from where I came from, right? And it's all mental, right? It all starts in your head. So you have to have an abundant mindset knowing that, you know, regardless, I'm going to be good, okay? Whether if I have to go on assignment on something, if I have to stay down and stay working and stay committed to this vision that God put in my heart, I know there's more than enough to go around, more than enough um, breakthroughs, opportunities, money, men, women. There are There's more than enough to go around. So don't be scared. Don't think small, okay? Single people, listen to me when I tell you this. You will not be single forever, okay? <laughs> Straight like that. You will not be single forever, I don't know who told you that lie. I don't know who told you ain't no man where you live. Who told you there's no um, more, all the good men are taken, right? All the faithful men, all the fine men are taken. I don't know who told you that. Probably the enemy up in your head, up in your um, mind, giving you self-sabotaging thoughts. But that's the farthest thing from the truth, okay? The devil is a liar and he wants you to think small, Okay? He wants you to think so small. And that's why we as women, we find ourselves out here dating, dating. I don't even know how you date a married man, but you out here dating a married man. I'm going to step on some toes. Like you out here talking to a married man. You out here thinking, holding a full-on relationship with a man you know ain't interested in women. You know you with a man that's gay. You know that you with a man that you, that you don't have no business to be with. But because you think, oh, I got to get what I can get. It ain't no man. It ain't no more out here. I'm getting older. You know, my eggs are shriveling up. Got to, you know, pop out a baby. now. It's either now or never. And that is the trick of the enemy to get you to keep on thinking small and playing it small and get less than what God has for you. And if you keep on doing that, you are going to look back on your life and say, wow, like, look at how many times I settled and how many times I settled when I didn't even have to, right? You don't have to settle for a, a married man, a man that's not interested in women, right? Like, I, guys, I cannot tell you how many times I have that situation. Like, those situations are all too common. I think we all probably know somebody who has messed with married, I mean, I'm sorry, messed with um, or dated, quote unquote. Again, I don't know how you date a married man, but date married men and all of that stuff. But the thing that surprises me is when I find women still being in relationships with men that they know are not interested in women. And and I'm not going to even harp on this situation. For, I mean, for this on this topic for too much longer because it's definitely not a simple situation. But what I mean by men women being with men that are not interested in women is that literally you're just his cover-up right I think that men you know you got men who are bisexual and say they're gender fluid and all of that stuff I ain't talk about that right I got my opinions on that but I'm not even talking about that like that's a whole different um topic I'm talking about the men who straight up are not interested in women but because they're scared they're on the down low they're they go and they impregnate somebody or they love on somebody. And then once that person finds out that they're on the down low, you've already created a family with this person. And 
it's like you just want to, you just stay, right? Or you just simply dating a guy. You y'all don't even have to be married. I've seen it to where you just dating a guy. Y'all done y'all done dated for five years. On a six year, you find out he gay, and y'all still trying to work it out. I don't know how that goes. I'm not gonna act like I do. But all I say is, if you are with somebody who you're not supposed to be with, or you're doing something you're not supposed to do, even if it's your on your job, right? You should make sure that you remind yourself that there is more than enough to go around. And this connects into having a healthy relationship with love because when you love yourself enough, okay, you have that abundance mindset. You know, like, yo, Robin, you're good. Like, you're good. You don't have to be out here settling for this or settling for that, right? Change the way you think. When you change the way you think, that is loving yourself. You love yourself enough to think the way that you should think. Know that there's enough to go around. Know that you don't have to settle for the crumbs and the leftovers of anybody. You don't have to settle settle for anybody's, um, you know, second best or anybody's hand-me-downs. But you would you do that when your mindset is messed up and when you have a scarcity mindset. So I encourage you guys to have an abundant mindset. Um and I think the last thing that I kind of wanted to talk about is, you know, and I think I mentioned this in the last episode, the best way to show yourself love, man, especially for us, you know, mid to late 20s, early, mid, even late 30s, you know, the best way, in my opinion, I mean, all of these are great ways, but the best way, like kind of take home idea I want you guys to meditate on is your life does not start nor does it stop with a man, okay? So what I mean by that is even if you're single, still live your life, still travel, still do things, like still have your head in in a space to where you're on assignment, right? Your, your guy, your man can come in to where now your assignment is, you know, to be fulfilled together. Now you guys are both on assignment together, but you don't want to just wait and waste time and just you know, waste, just waste your time and waste your life away waiting for a guy to come in when in reality, God is just waiting for you to take that first step, right? To show your faithfulness and then he's going to complete the rest. I think that Ruth showed her faithfulness by moving with her um, mother-in-law when she didn't have to, right? That was her way of saying, God, like, I'm going to be faithful. I know that you can bless me anywhere. I don't have to be in a certain place for you to bless me. I don't have to be in a certain place for you to um, send me my Boaz, right? I can be right where you called me to be, and that is where you will bless me. So understand that your life doesn't start, start, nor does it end with a man. If a man decides that he wants to walk out of your life, if a man decides that he wants to cheat, if he decides that he wants to um, do something that for you is just unforgivable, um, Life isn't over, right? You might be a little sad. <laughs> you might shed a little bit of tears, but it'll be okay. I promise you, sis. Like, it's going to be okay. And um, I'm not over here telling you to leave your man if he does this or does that. Like, I'm a big advocate of just, you know, get counseling if you need it. But if for some reason a relationship just ends and that's just how things end up, It'll be okay, right? Your life doesn't end with a man. If it did, then God would take you out the earth after you broke up with 
extra boob, right? So if he didn't do, if he didn't do that, then that means that he has more for you, and he has greater for you, and he has more plans for you, okay? So I just encourage y'all to stay encouraged. Um, you know, abundant an abundant mind also always perseveres, man. An abundant mind always perseveres, man. Like in like just to go back to that abundant mindset, like I just think it's so important once you understand that there's more than enough to go around. Like people hit me up all the time about like real estate investing, and um, again, y'all know that's what I do. I'm trying to really make it my full time hustle. Um, and y'all, I hope that y'all can pray for me this week on um, this deal that I actually am supposed to go to and see about tomorrow. And that'll be a very, very, very big deal for me if I'm able to close um, an investing deal before, you know, third month, at least, you know, first week in March. That'll be very big for me. I'll be very happy and very thankful for that. And I'll really appreciate it if you guys can just keep me in your prayers about that. Right. But um, even with like real estate, people call me all the time wanting to know more about it, wanted to know how, you know, I got into it, wanted to know how the heck do you invest in real estate with little to no money, right? Or with other people's money. Is it a scam? Is it this? Is it that? Right. I never turn those calls away. I'm always open to conversations and, t and talking about it because I know that I can sit there and give somebody the blueprint A to B to C to Z and they might be successful. They might end up being more successful than me. Regardless, I don't really care. Like I know that God is going to hold me down regardless, right? So if I can win and you can win, let's both win, right? It's really not winning when you win by yourself. Like, it's no fun to, you know, always be the person to foot the bill or always be the person without the crew that has money. Like, no, I need everybody to have money because I ain't paying for y'all dinner every day. You know, every time we go out to dinner or every time we go to the club, I'm not always going to be the one to get the booth, right? Like, I'm not always going to be the one to to be uh, held accountable financially. Um, so for me, you know, that mindset it definitely grew. It's not something that's very easy, but once you understand, man, it's more than enough to go around. God is not limited on his blessings, right? God has enough blessings to bless everybody times 10. So, you know, have that abundant mindset and just know that an abundant mindset always perseveres, like always comes out on top. You're always the winner in the situation, period. Okay, so give Get ready physically and mentally. Have an abundance mindset. And then the two from last week were forgive and be kind. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Heirs to the Throne podcast. I'm going to be back next week, bright and early Tuesday. Um, let's see. Make sure you guys follow me on all my social media accounts on Instagram at Robin, R-O-B-B-I-N underscore N-J-I. So Robin underscore N-J-I on instagram also follow the airs podcast on instagram at the airs podcast tell a friend to tell a friend guys make sure you guys interact with me shoot me dms um comment repost pictures and um 
the content that I'm posting. I'm really trying to build this social media page. So help your girl out a little bit. I definitely appreciate everybody who's already listening and sharing and being very supportive. Um, I'm definitely going to be doing a giveaway soon. So you guys make sure your post notifications are turned on and you're following the pages because I'm definitely going to be giving a, doing a giveaway soon. If you guys have any, any ideas about giveaways, make sure you tell me, um, like your ideas, and I'll be sure to definitely take into consideration, okay? Love you guys so much. Um, just going to end out with this prayer. Lord God, we come before you. We thank you for allowing us to see another week. We thank you for um, an abundance mindset that you've already blessed us with. Father God, you tell us that we have already everything that we need inside of us. We are equipped with everything we need to be who you have called us to be. So allow those things to manifest this week, Father God. Help us speak life over our situation. Help us um, put lack anxiety, depression under our feet, Father God. Help us realize, understand, and acknowledge that the devil is and always will be a complete liar. Father God, we declare that we will not give into his schemes. We will not give into any plan that he has, Father God. Any plan of the enemy is canceled right now in the name of Jesus. And we just pray that you bless us this week. Watch over us, dispatch your angels, that they may protect our comings and our goings, our family and our friends, Lord God. We thank you. We love you. We give you all the glory, all the praise, all the worship. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. See you guys next week. Love you.